What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Tulsa League. I'm your host, Mike, and this is the show where I ride around and talk to all the various businesses and people that make Green Country interesting and awesome. This is episode 28, which means I've got 27 episodes before this that are equally cool interviews with cool people, and I don't want you to miss out on those. Go check them out. For new listeners, subscribe to me on the Soundstooth app as well as iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud. I'm on all the important things. And if you can't find my show, you can always search the RSS feed, which you can find on any of my social media. This Tuesday's episode, I spoke with a local rock band called Golden Ones. We met at a little bar called The First Shop. We had some drinks. We had some laughs. We talked about everything from what gear they use to fun show stories. It was a great time, and they are definitely good people. So, without further ado, enjoy. Alright, All right, so I am at the first shop with two of the members of the Golden Ones. Is it the Golden Ones or Golden Ones? Just Golden Ones. Just Golden Everyone Ones. Everyone okay. says the, but it's not. It's We're implied, not a the band. <laughs> but you don't, you don't need to say no. it. <laughs> Alright, so why don't you both introduce yourselves then, and state your uh, role in the band. Okay, I'm Sarah, and I sing, and I play guitar. I'm Jesse, and I play bass. Cool, and then uh, you also happen to mention that you two are engaged. We are, yeah. yeah. Yes. How long has that been a thing? Um, since last February, so we've been together for four and a half years. We were in a band before Golden Ones, and we moved um, to Tulsa in 2016, which is my hometown. So basically, I came home and drug him back here with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then we started Golden Ones together. So yeah. yeah. So, so I had uh, I wanted to talk to you because I'd seen you guys live, and I you know I just happened to you play a show a few months back, and I was there with a friend who told me, hey, you gotta come check this band out, and like, what I really loved is how you're sort of bringing back. The rock and roll. Yeah. And that's what it is. It is yeah. pure rock and roll. Exactly. No strings. It is just boom. You, mm-hmm. you go crazy. You guys go crazy on stage. Yeah. That's the goal. That's what we're trying to do. Or that's what we're doing. I mean, just the, I like to say raw power, kind of a high energy rock and roll, just like no bars held. Yeah. Yeah. No one's really, not, or at least not a lot of people are doing that. And so... That's what we love, and that's what we were raised on. So we're just trying to keep that alive and show our where our roots came from. Just like yeah. So what would some of your biggest influences be? Oh, I would say personally for myself, definitely the Ramones, uh, New York Dolls, Johnny Thunders and the Heartbreakers, that kind of scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's definitely like the punk in the band, and but like the classic stuff. Yeah, yes. but yeah, but like seventies yeah, yeah, no, punk. My fiance would. Would like to talk to you about music, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, yeah I'm Jesus. sure. I can talk about it. <laughs> I can talk about that kind of stuff all night long. Yeah. And then, I mean, I love all types of rock and roll. So, like, I mean, I love Heart and Joan Jett and um, Cheap Trick, Alice Cooper. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, but I also love, like, some of, like, the 2000s, like, alt-rock stuff like I love My Chemical Romance that's like my favorite band which people think is weird but I'm like dude they were like an epic rock band they just got lumped into this like emo thing that was going on at that time but 
No, they were. They were. Yeah. They were, yeah. They did. They do get. I feel like unfairly categorized as yeah. just a generic mm-hmm. emo band because they, they do have a really They're powerful rock stage presence. That's, like amazing. Um, songwriting and theatricality and like their guitar player is a freaking virtuoso like mm. but yeah anyway that's that's kind of my Heavy blues influence my thing. you can hear that oh yeah. yeah yeah and then speaking for the other guys like uh, mm-hmm. our guitar player Sean who's just amazing he's, <laughs> he's super don't talented don't give him a big head I know he already <laughs> knows but he 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 likes uh, like the classics like Van Halen and like Rush. Rush. I can hear that in those solos. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. <laughs> so he brings that power to it. And then Jay, um, he really likes like more alternative music, Smashing Pumpkins, um, The Cure, like Radiohead, that kind of stuff. And I think that's that adds a, like a really interesting element to what we have going on because it's like something different than just classic rock which we kind of all yeah play off of it's our so. backbone but then with jay and his influences he kind of brings in his style of playing too he brings that kind of more progressive not just straight four four yeah it's like very technical and he also has like a lot of jazz influences yes so. yeah cool so how did you already say how long has this been a band um, we've had this lineup. It, it pretty much was fully formed September of 2017. Yeah, so it'll be two so. years in September. That's not that long. No. You guys sound really tight. <laughs> Thank really you. <laughs> we, we practice and... That's what I was going to ask. How often yeah. do you practice? Um, I mean, at least once a week. Okay. But um, Sean and I go way back. Like We've literally played music together on and off since I was like 12. So that's... How old am I? Oh my god, that like four oh my god, fourteen years? <laughs> wow, yeah. So he and I go way back and we've both played music like since we were about that age, so we've had a lot of experience and like we kind of hold ourselves to this like very professional high standard to always sound tight and I mean we're not perfect. No, <laughs> that's for damn sure. But um, but I mean that's I mean come yeah. on that's that's we try how musicians to bring are. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're very aware. The entire crowd can think you guys put on an amazing show, and then someone will get off and be like, Oh yeah, oh, that yeah. That, yeah. That literally the last. La- I've, like, I've played yeah. at bands before. Yeah. No, <laughs> last show we were like, God, we sounded terrible, Worst but then everybody's ever. like, That was amazing. <laughs> you sounded awesome. <laughs> so have you had? Any sort of vocal training, any sort of professional vocal training, Sarah? Um, the closest I've had would be um, school choir. Really? Yeah. So I, I've never like had a vocal coach or anything like that. I've just, I've been singing since I was about like ten. Um, my dad's a musician; he plays guitar. So um, growing up, like I played piano and I played guitar, and then one day, like my dad heard me singing just in my room, and he was like, "Whoa." Come in here and uh, come in here and sing this. And he had me sing like "Respect" by Aretha Franklin, and That's he was like, song. "Yeah." And I was like <laughs> little, but I just like went for it. And he was like, "Okay, you can sing." <laughs> and from there, I like I joined choir, and I loved choir because I'm I'm really into harmonies, which we don't get to do in this band as much as I'd like, obviously, because I'm the only one that sings. Um, uh. But that was like my favorite part about being in choir is like harmonizing with a bunch of other people is just like, it gives you that like same adrenaline as like, I don't know, shredding a solo or something. <laughs> but um, but yeah, that's I've I was in choir from like probably fifth grade to 
all the way through high school. So because yeah. you definitely don't have a voice that I would picture would be in a choir. Yeah. It's a very powerful, <laughs> almost kind of Lizzie Hale, gritty kind oh, of thank rock you. and roll thing Ooh, and yes. everything. So what I always wonder is, because a lot of those, and why I was asking about training, is because a lot of people that have those kind of grittier voices, they run into problems with going hoarse by the yeah. end of the show because they're not doing it properly. So yeah. how have you kind of overcome dealing with that? That's a really good question because that's actually something that, like, honestly, up until very recently, um, I wasn't being proactive enough about. And actually, just like very recently I've started bringing literally like hot tea and honey to shows and I'll drink that the whole show and it keeps my voice like perfect you know Mm -hmm. like (laughs) um, because there's definitely been shows where like I just blow my voice out halfway through the set and then I'm just like literally I get off stage and I can barely speak to people and I'm like oh thank you for coming (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so it's a that is one of the biggest things for me like the hot tea and honey and then the second thing honestly is being able to hear myself mm-hmm. because if I don't have a good monitor volume and I can't hear myself I always push too hard to try and like get over the music and hear myself and then I blow my voice uh, so okay. those are the two things that I'm like okay as long as I go into every show and I immediately tell the sound guy hey, give me all you can give me Mm. in a monitor so I can hear myself. And then, yeah, that's, it's just a matter of like not pushing yourself too hard, which I am definitely guilty of in the past, but yeah. Well, it's also kind of harder, you know, especially when you're getting that experience to kind of learn to sort of, because you get so, I know whenever I've played on stage, you just get so excited. Oh God, yeah. That you're just like, ah, you know, you you sort of have to learn how to pull back a little bit. Mm -hmm. But, um, so what, what are your, uh, what do you guys, what's the gear that you like to use? Are there, does anyone have any super loyal, are they super loyal to any brands or anything like that? Like, um, never going to play anything other than a... Well, man, that would be a question for Sean. He's yeah. the gearhead, honestly. <laughs> but I play um, a 79 Electra, which is like a Ooh. Gibson copy. It's like a Gibson Les Paul copy. And it nice. was actually my dad's, one of his first guitars. And it's kind of an interesting story. Yeah, yeah, tell <laughs> he, That's so um, cool. He bought it himself, like, in, it was probably 79. It was, like, a brand-new guitar. And throughout the years, like, he ended up selling it, got rid of it. And then, like, probably in the last, what was it, like, six years ago or something, he was just, like looking on Craigslist and saw this guitar and he was like, I think that's my Electra. What? And he went and looked at it and it had the exact same crack like right down the middle that he put in it. No way. And it was his guitar that had been sitting in a basement in Tulsa like, and the dude like knew nothing about it. He bought it back for like 200 bucks and now that's what I play and I love that guitar. Like I will never, well, knock on wood. (laughs) I can't see myself ever playing another guitar, but so that's my... That's my gear that I love. <laughs> that is something that I feel like every musician has some sort of like the instrument that got away thing. Yeah, oh, I've oh, never totally. heard. I've never heard the story of someone getting it back. Mine, yeah, it's yep. pretty, pretty Mine cool. was a black sparkle Dan Electra. That was the first guitar I ever bought myself, and I had to sell it to like pay rent in college. Ooh, yeah. So you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Anyone, anyone who knows me will be rolling their eyes because they know what I'm about to say. I had a, I had just like a Fender or a, or a, yeah, one of the Fender Squire strats. Yeah, yeah. That I got. yeah. It was my first ever guitar, and I had like painted it and I scratched it up and yeah. made my it's own custom. And then um, my house got broken into about two years ago and someone stole it. 
So, and it's like what? more sentimental like, than anything. Like, how much like you're you not gonna get, get for that? Like yeah. twenty bucks right. or something. Come on, maybe. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Damn, dude. Yeah. yeah. I had a. So what, I, yeah, what do you play? I had a black. Well, this is uh, not what I play now, but I had a black Les Paul that unfortunately got same thing. House got broken into, got stolen, and oh, and it had got stolen what? before that, like two years before. And I went and I had to go get it back. Knock on the door of this you guy. You got it. Yeah, yeah, and I had to go and. I guess some other stuff. Like, yeah. knowing who got it. And, and so I, and I, I, I knocked on the door. He opened it up, and I was like, "Hey, give me my guitar back." And he's like, "No, I stole it fair and square." What? Yeah. Oh my god. But I got it back. <laughs> it's stolen. It's somewhere in Palm Springs, I'm sure now, floating I mean, around. Oh man. Yeah. At least deny it or something. I right. Know. Well, that's funny. That's that's crazy. Finders keepers, man. Well, what do you What do you play now? Right now, I've actually. I've been playing uh, just a Squire. Uh, it's a PJ bass, so it's got that P pickup oh, and yeah. the jazz pickup. And after our wedding, and that's going to be our, one of our first purchases. Is a yep. new. We've been putting it off for a year. We're like, we're going to get you a, a sick bass yes. after the wedding. Just after the wedding. Like. But those Squire basses are kind of classic. No, it's especially oh, it's, in yeah. kind of punk music uh-huh. and sort of rock music. Exactly. It's very iconic. Which is funny. It's like it's not the. Fin- it's like literally the Squire strap bass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the like, iconic one. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, I was, so I've been playing that, and I just recently got a new amp. I got a, an Ampeg. Uh, it's SVT 400T, which is real cool. I'm real excited about that. Yeah, it's dope. It's the same bass amp that Chris Novoselic from uh, Nirvana from Nirvana uses okay. back in back in those. It's kind what of, he used on Nevermind, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that so, album, okay. and then I know. Uh, Sean, he he's the big gearhead. He just got a uh, a Sir guitar, a Sir guitar, and a Sir Bella, Sir Belladonna. I think that's what yeah. it's called. Amp, and those sound amazing. Yeah, it's a wow. ridiculously and it, he, nice. He just guitar. got some new uh, <laughs> Sir pickups to put in his 70, 78 Les Paul. He thought it was seventy nine until he took out the pickups. I think it was like the other night. Yeah. And he found out that it's a seventy eight. Like, it's actually a seventy eight. And it's a sweet guitar. It's a Gibson Silver Burst. Silver Burst. That's my favorite Ooh, guitar he okay. plays. Yeah. yeah. So they're already kind of limited, but it's beautiful. Yeah. And then Jay he plays the same. He has a Mapex. He has Mapex and what's the other one? They're both Mapex. Oh okay. They're awesome kits. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He hits them really hard and makes them sound very good. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, have you guys gone? Have you, how many out of town shows have you played? Just the one. one. Just the one in uh, <laughs> is that Oklahoma City? Yeah. Yeah, we've, At, we've played uh, one in Oklahoma City. What was that the color? No, that was, what was it um, oh gosh, now that you said that. Oh, ACM at UCO, the yeah, performance lab. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, we played there. Um, I had we, some friends that went there. Really? Oh, well, that's where Sean went and, and Jay. Jay. They, they both, both went, went to school there. Okay. So, um, yeah, we played that like earlier this year. It was like a Horton Records kind of thing, um, like a showcase. But yeah, we really haven't got out of town yeah. much. Um, just like the last couple of years, we've really just been like writing everything. And, and then we were recording. focused on right, yeah, recording the EP. But we have plans to possibly do a tour next summer, and we haven't told anyone that, so that's a that's an exclusive for you. Possibly exclusive. Yeah. Nice. Leaking. Yeah. So we're gonna spend the next year preparing for that, and like just kind of making some connections, and yeah. Well, that's really cool. So, because I was only asking that because you've built yourself quite a nice little social media following, and so that's just yeah. all from Tulsa. Then. Yeah, that's all Pretty Tulsa, much. all wow. local, just like. Mm-hmm. Reaching out to people and them seeing just us. Been playing a lot. I mean, yeah. we don't like oversaturate. I mean, we pretty much play like once or 
maybe twice a month for the last couple of years, but we've we've built a pretty good following from that, just plan all over town. That is important, too, mm-hmm. to not yeah. overdo it. Oh, God, yeah. Play everywhere all the time, because then it's like, well, have you written any new stuff yet? All right. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I can see them any weekend. Why go see them? Okay, you know? yeah, like, that too, that too. And we try and play with different bands mm-hmm. and at different venues and we kind of play we've gotten a little bit more lucky and just like i guess has been like putting harder work as like a in with the guthrie green we've gotten to play there a couple times and yeah quite a few times and then uh we played we've played canes um that was last year last year really? yeah, yeah that was um it was actually it was like a homegrown oklahoma band like showcase thing, oh that's but cool it was fun yeah um what else? We've played at the AHA, ACM. Who, um, se- who sets those up? Who's the uh, organizer of the band? Me. You? Okay. Sarah. <laughs> yeah, I am the uh, marketing person. I'm our booking agent. Logistics. I'm our graphic designer. <laughs> well, with some help. I mean, you get some I help. Fr- yeah, Jesse is... Um, you're- <laughs> <laughs> hey. I was gonna say you're my assistant. That's pretty much. I no, mean, Jesse prints all our T-shirts. I came up with the first logo, so yes, you're he not did. the only graphic designer. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. That's cool. Okay, so you you print your own T-shirts. Yeah, you yeah. Have, you have a T-shirt printer? Um, well, or, I do it professionally. Really? Uh, that's yeah. his job. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> so uh, the shop I work at, TGI Enterprises. Um, a little shout out. <laughs> little, little plug. Um, Nothing wrong with but that. We, uh, we have two fully automatic presses, like 10 colors, so oh, we nice. can get the shirts done real quick. That's, so it's just yeah. a matter of designing the artwork, and we just yeah. sell them and keep making new ones. So that it's is, kinda, it is yeah. kind of a good little hookup. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. But, yeah. Everyone's got to have at least one good, solid hookup within right? the band. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. It started as a DIY. It's all DIY roots. We used to, like, I remember making stencils to spray on T-shirts for bands. Like, mm-hmm. just make a stencil. Oh, you've been spray with them since the beginning? Yeah, yeah. I've been That's making cool. T-shirts for a long time. Not with TGI, but he's been no. screen printing for Screen printing. Okay. Just decorating decade. T-shirts, pretty much, cool. generally. Yeah. That's cool. Yep. What do you do outside of the music I don't do anything as cool as Jesse does, but uh, I'm I'm a graphic design student, so I'm still in that's school. Cool. I mean, that's like the cool thing I do, but like my day job isn't that cool. <laughs> um, Got I'm, bills. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I do marketing for a remodeling company, which is pretty cool because I just am at a desk and I don't have to deal with anyone, and I can do my homework at work. So it's ah. pretty sweet. I can't complain about it too much, but. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm a digital media major, and so I pretty much apply everything that I learn in school to the band. So, mm-hmm. like oh, trying okay. to like do our music videos and do our our photography and our graphic design, and yeah, so it it goes hand in hand. It'll pay off eventually. <laughs> yeah. So the uh, the recording quality, what, that's also something that I was really impressed with when I listened to that first Thank EP you. on Spotify. I was like, so I was wondering where did you do it. We did that in our den at home. What? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who mixed it? Yeah, we. Well, uh, Sean recorded and mixed our everything. Guitar our guitar player. Okay. Yeah. Is he one of those people that has just over the years built up a bunch of microphones and stuff like I mean, that or something? Not, like a, not really. He kind of. This was his first real. This was his first like real recording project. He really? he went to school for um, guitar performance and then he like minored in. Um, music business. Is that at ACM? At ACM, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So this is kind of a new endeavor for him, but he spent, I mean, we've worked on that EP for probably a year, and he was just like, 
he spent the whole time just like researching and like mixing yeah. and remixing getting so. yeah a lot of research and he's learned a lot and he has a lot of knowledge on it now yeah very proud of how it turned out for yes. like just starting at square one yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> seriously yeah. I was I was expecting you to say like some small little own you know home owned yeah. studio or something well kind of I guess yeah, yeah. <laughs> total DIY you didn't even have to pay someone an hourly uh, uh, hourly studio time nope. that's cool <laughs> We That's owe you, Sean. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, so let's get into that show stories. I was mm. you always gotta ask that, you know. Is there any, any sort of crazy embarrassing moments or <laughs> highlights? Either one. Well I have a good moment that comes to mind. That was oh. not the last show <laughs> that was good, but the show yeah. from before. <laughs> yeah. It was uh I you know, you gotta kind of be active and we like to get the crowd really going and the only way to do that is like if you're going full steam that kind of gets them going yeah yeah we're playing this uh show at soul city and they have like uh, a little outside deck sort of thing it's about a foot foot up a deck like nothing crazy like wood planks wood planks uh and I, on one of the songs i can't remember what song it is but i just walked out on like down got off and kind of walked around just like hamming it up and when i went to get back on stage my uh, guitar cable got wrapped around one of the planks and i kind of got stuck <laughs> right at the very front of the stage and so I, he was just standing there like in one spot awkwardly <laughs> like <"Couldn't> ah. move. <laughs> i missed a couple notes like trying to get it unstuck at first and it wasn't happening i was looking at people like some people i knew in the crowd and like trying to give them eyes like, like hey look help it. me and everyone was just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like, no one was really. And Sean was already irritated because that was that was actually the show that I was telling you earlier. The like the speaker, speaker was blown, and so um, love Soul City. Not it's not talking just shit. One thing it that was goes just wrong. that yeah, night so. that speaker it's never got blown. One thing. It's threes at least. Yeah. yeah. But Sean was looking at you like, God damn it, Jesse. Yeah. I'm sorry. Can I cuss on this? I'm <laughs> oh, no, so yeah, sorry. I was like, oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> But yeah, Honestly, I just play it by ear with the language. It's like, if people start cussing, then I'll be like, okay. I'll, yeah. I'll put okay. explicit on iTunes. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Some people do, just, some people don't. Just it's like, me out. It's like really? me, like a third of them. Yeah. yeah. Watch, those, watch those GDs. No censorship. This is my, yeah. Sorry, yeah. This is my podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Censor. Podcast that, you know, over. You know what's weird to me is like people always bleep out God and not damn it. Damn. Yes. Isn't yes. that weird? Or, like, or they'll bleep out the whole of asshole. Yeah. <laughs> that always cracks me up too. That yes. One too. Yeah. Uh, that always like tripped me out in like the clean version of Panic of the Discos. <laughs> Do you yeah, know what song I'm talking yeah. about? And like I can remember being a teenager and being like, why are they the bleeping out? That one? Yeah. Is, is no. That um, I write sins, not tragedies. Okay. It's freaking like 2000s emo song titles. Yeah. Just oh, like God, a, I know. a paragraph. Just like a whole novel. But yeah. Anyway. Oh, man. I don't have. I don't know if I have a good story. Um, yeah, I'll have to think about it. Mm, well, we can come Nothing back. Nothing like it. crazy. <laughs> She's a pro. She never really I'm messes up. I'm a pro. Up. I don't mess up. Gosh, the next show is gonna be atrocious. Now watch. I'm gonna like yeah, trip to and. Yeah, I'm trying I to think of something that. Yeah. I mean, I've had like minor trips, but I always just play them off. Well, uh, I mean. I, <laughs> In that video, you unplug or the mic comes unplugged and you just plug. I guess that's not really. Oh yeah, well we put out a little video today and like the very first clip is like I like pulled the mic and I pulled the cable right out of the mic, but I immediately I just like plugged it back in and laughed. Super but I slick. wasn't singing and it looked <laughs> so cool. Slick. <laughs> you did it on purpose. Yeah. yeah. It's like a, it's Come a on. signature move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like magic. So um, who are you the are you the songwriter? 
Or is this a Pete Wentz situation? Oh, oh my God. That's hilarious. I love all these 2000s yeah. references no, we've got, got going. Mindset. Sorry. I'm th- um, <laughs> no, the cool thing about Golden Ones is... I we- write all the songs. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he doesn't. It is a Pete Wentz situation. <laughs> <laughs> no, the cool thing, I think, about Golden Ones is that we have three songwriters. So uh, myself, Jesse, or Sean will bring like a riff to the table... And then we just all go off that. Flesh it out. Jay's really great about really? writing all his own parts. We don't even have to yeah. give him any direction. And he, his, his, like what he plays will definitely change the style of a song. Yeah. He, he has that kind of control and like mm. he changes it in his yeah. own way. And I definitely have written songs in my head and we're all come to the table with a riff. And I have it totally like hear it in my head and they start playing like him and Sean will start playing something. And I'm like, oh, well, this is. Changes, totally like, going somewhere else, but, but always it's in a cool. good way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's cool. Um, you don't really yeah. hear about that much, like a group collaborative songwriter. Yeah, I think I like we that. have that advantage over a lot of. <laughs> we have that advantage. Yeah, you suckers. <laughs> but it, it is great because it's like if you're if somebody's having like writer's block, which is inevitable. It's like okay, anybody else got anything? And it's like usually out of the three of us, we we have something to go off of. So, yeah, I mean it's. It's pretty even too. Like I feel like we've all written about the same amount for the band. Yeah. So, I write all the lyrics. Okay. Um, and all the like vocal melodies, but it always starts with music, just a riff usually, chord progression. Cool, cool. Yeah. So what uh, what upcoming shows do y'all have that you want to promote? Ooh, um, we've got one coming up on July sixth. <laughs> this is like such a trip, but. We're playing at Guthrie Green, and we're opening for the Smithereens, which was like a kind of big in the 90s. Oh, yeah. Uh, I know who they are. Yeah, okay. Yeah, like, and uh, who's, Mar- Marshall like, Crenshaw is singing for them. Yeah. And Marshall Crenshaw was uh, the actor who played Richie Valens in the movie La Bamba. Oh. Huh. So, you know, that yeah. I think it came out in the 80s. So... And yeah. he has that one song, uh, Someday, Someway. If you heard it, it's, it he's <laughs> been compared to, like, like the... the uh, Who's Buddy Holly of the 80s is what I've read oh, on Wikipedia. Okay. Wild. <laughs> yeah. But that's um, kind of an interesting little fact. Yeah, them and Dennis Quaid. What? In the We're, Sharks. In the Sharks. I'm sorry. Dennis Quaid and the Sharks. That's his band. But how trippy is that? I'm like, I never in a mi- million years thought I'd be opening for Dennis Quaid. Dennis, Dennis Quaid. Quaid. Yeah. I didn't know he had a band. I didn't yeah. either. I like his movies, I guess. I mean, it's like, I think he does like a lot of cover, like... <laughs> Like covers, like The Doors, and he yeah. plays like some Jerry Lee Lewis because like he played bluesy. Jerry Lee Lewis in a movie like a while back. Oh, okay. But anyway, um, yeah, yeah. So that's on July sixth at Guthrie Green. It's a free show, all ages. It's gonna be a good one. It's their first. It's called Rock the Block. It's like Guthrie Green is trying to do like um, like this big rock show. I guess. Okay. And this is the like first annual one. Annual or is it annual? Yes, something like that. And then after that, we're doing. Um, we're doing a Tulsa Little Jam taping at the end of July, which won't come out probably till the end of the year. But um, yeah, and then after that, we've got The Colony, August 3rd. And we're playing with this band called Death Valley Girls from California um, oh, cool. in August 27th at the Vanguard with uh, another local band called The Daddios. And I think that's all that we've got so far that up. hasn't that has been announced. We've got a big one coming in November that has yet to be announced. So uh, keep mm-hmm. your eye out for that. 
All right, and then, uh, so, I mean, I guess that's it for this. You, but you sent me a song. What song did you send me? I sent you Alter. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to play Alter. Cool. For the guests, or for the, the listeners. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, for the guests. Our, our You're guests. the guests. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you guys are awesome. You rock hard. Thank you. Bringing rock and roll back. Thank I you. love it. Thank Thanks you for, for having us. Yeah, of course. Yes, it's fun. Keeping the scene alive. <laughs> yeah. All right, so that was it for that interview. You can find them on Instagram, Golden Ones, as well as on Facebook and Twitter. And, of course, listen to their EP on Spotify. But, as promised, here is their soon-to-be-hit song, Alter.
Man, what else do you say after that other than it kicked ass? So once again, you can find that EP on Spotify. Now, coming down the pipeline, tomorrow I'm going to be having an interview with someone who runs an Irish dancing school. So I'm sure that will be very informative about history and culture, and that will be released on Friday. As always, follow me on the Tulsa Lately podcast on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, my website, TulsaLately.com, and listen on the Sounds Tooth app, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, blah, 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 you know, you know, but yeah, that's all, so Tulsa and surrounding areas, 